come to save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back. And today we're going to talk roofing membranes and what goes underneath your shingles. But before we do that, make sure you hit that subscribe button, dingle on the bell. That way you get notified next time we post a new video. And um, this topic kind of got started a little interestingly because we got an email from, a, I don't know, what do, you use what do we yeah, say? Glenn, a, listener, a listener, a watcher, a viewer. A viewer. <laughs> a viewer, there you go. A oh, subscriber. A subscriber of the, there you go. So she sent us, she was watching some of our roof venting um, videos. And then she started asking questions about her house and, and how she should approach that roof venting. And then uh, we got into the underlayments too. So uh, let's go ahead. You have the email she sent, right? Yes. So Jacqueline wrote to us and she said, hello, I love your YouTube channel. There's so much from watching your videos. I was wondering about synthetic versus felt roof underlayment. So she's in the market replacing her roof and after careful consideration, decided on a company that seems trustworthy. My only issue is they use 30 pound felt, two layers instead of synthetic. Uh -huh. And I'm confused why other companies that gave us an estimate said they no longer use felt. Synthetic is a superior product. Now she's in the San Fernando Valley in California. Summers are hot, over 110. Yep. And I'm sure they have their winter chills. I mean, I'm in Florida and we do the same thing, right? 100 degrees and summer and well 50 in the winter oh uh, yeah <laughs> it's 40 here right now <laughs> yeah so what she's talking about is like it's no bother synthetics a euphemism for plastic in this case plastic won't seal around nails and things like that so she already has her own theories about this and right. i don't disagree with her so let's go back now and let's talk about different underlayments so first off why do you even use an underlayment right and to be honest, the first reason you use an underlayment is because most of your roofing products are not waterproof. Shingles are not waterproof. So, you know, there's three tabs or the architectural has six tabs. Right. Uh, and they half stagger them, right? Correct. On wind or, or third stagger. Right. But on wind-driven rain, it can go out of, underneath that shingle. Correct. And if it wasn't for the underlayment, then you would probably have a roof leak. Right. And same with clay tile or any of the other ones. The only one you're probably not going to have an issue with is uh, standing seam. Standing like, seam. Correct. You know, um, it could blow across uh, underneath that standing seam at some point. But I mean, that's highly unlikely unless it came off, which is which means you had a hurricane. Correct. That's the only time I've seen them come off that are tornadoes. Right. Realistically, your underlayment is your waterproof barrier. The outer portion shingle tile steel that's your decorative and that's there to protect the underlay and make sure that that's good so the photo we got up right now that is basically i'll call it 30 pound felt but it could be 15 pound felt right so depending on where you live and depending on the types of storms you get will help you decide what type of underlay so for years all i used was 30 pound felt no, 30 pound felt, 15 pound felt. 
this photograph suits them both. Correct. Because they look the same. Right. The number's kind of outdated. It used to mean that in one square, one 10 foot by 10 foot area is one square, there would be 30 pounds of asphalt in that paper. So it's a thicker, heavier, more tar, more asphalt in there. Right. 15 pound felt is 15 pounds of asphalt in a square. So the 30 pounds twice as much asphalt, which obviously is going to last longer, stay flexible more. And that was the real key to it. It doesn't dry out. It stays, you know, when it got hot, like Jacqueline's saying, if it's 110 degrees, yeah, it's not going to go liquid, but it's going to become soft again and actually help seal. Right. Help stick. So, right. And I prefer the 30 because it's a thicker, it's heavier. When you're walking on it, you don't tear it up. 15 pound right. felt seems to always rip when, you no. know, when you catch something the wrong way and it rips. So we've always, we just use the 30 pound felt. Right. So in this photo, what's also nice is that it shows how you lay this, right? Yep. Start at the bottom, roll it out. There's usually a line on there that you can follow that's printed on. And right. then you just roll them all out. And then that way your lap is correct. And again, nailing cap nails. That's what these are. These are cap nails. And this is the bottom. And then this is working towards the top of the roof. Right. So this one is over this one. This roll is over this one. This roll is over this one. So you overlap them. Any water that gets here can only go down to the next one below. Right. So that's and how everything out of it. So those are your, your basic natural products, right? Or whatever you want to say, old school. Right. But when you get into the synthetics, it gets a lot. There's a lot more variation. And a lot of it's just in terminology. So the ice and water shield, which is you know pretty typical for northern climates. So you guys will do ice and water shield. So you do it. The tip, uh, the the rule for that is three feet past the outside of the wall. Right. So you can so see this thing. house. If this house has two feet, two foot soffits, right? Then you would need at least six feet of ice and water shield. You want to go three feet past that exterior wall you know, inside of it. Right. So they're doing the eaves, they're doing the soffit, they're doing the valley, any place that you could get an ice dam where water could back up underneath the shingle. Because like we said, it's not waterproof. So this is what's protecting your roof. Right. And here in the Chicago area, we go three feet from the ridge this way, three feet from the ridge this way. And we always will go at least six feet up just because we've had ice damming issues where it, it has gone past that. So uh, we're all, we always do two rows. No, I don't care what the house is, Un unless it's act, the overhangs are bigger than three feet, then we'll actually go three rows, right. but that's rare to run into those. So we always run six foot and then our valleys are always six foot. And then we use three foot in from our from all of our gable ends. So, right. and that way, you know, except for ice damming in that way, anything that builds up underneath the shingle is still not going to make it into your home, which is what's really big. Right. Um, there's similar product and it's not probably used up there for you guys so much, but down here, we used to do hot mop systems, which was basically the 30 pound felt with hot mop tar over it. Okay. And that was what was common prior to the synthetics coming out. Um, before we put tile roofs on houses so now we use base sheet and cap sheets so that's a base sheet 
So this is a polyglass product and it's literally this MTS plus that, that's on this house. This is actually listed as a base sheet. So it's got ex extra adhesion. You notice there's no nails in the bottom, only in the top and the nails are covered then. So this oh, is yeah. sticking. And we put this on and then we call out all our trades. This dries the house in. So if it rains during construction, the house doesn't get water in. But now you call out the trades to do all their penetration. So plumbing vents, uh, you know, any bathroom vents, although most of those we do in the soffits now, we don't come through the roof. Um, so all the penetration, skylights, any chimneys, anything like that, all the penetrations are done with the base sheet down. This has an inspection also. And then from there, after the penetrations are done, then we come out and put a cap sheet on. That's your next picture. You've got the cap sheet. Well, hang on. Now, okay. how wide is this roll? Is this only three feet wide here? Yes. Okay. So then this is going on just like the tar paper does or the ice and water shield. Yep. It's just a, a smaller roll. Right. But if you also look at the Right. It's just, yeah, it's a 36 inch roll. You're just lapping three inches where the black right. is. Okay. And black has more adhesive on it. If you also look how they did the valley, they sew it, they alternate. Right. It's overlapping. So it's still overlapping. So then when they do the cap sheet, you do the same thing again. So and then just through a heck of it, you can see penetration. There's a plumbing vent on that far roof. There's another. There's a vent for uh, for the uh, roof vent for the hood. Okay. Oh, in your kitchen? Yeah. That's a kitchen vent? And then yeah. th you're talking about this plumbing vent back here, right? Correct. You'll notice they did this the TU Max right over the top of the previous polyglass layer. They still sewed the ends, and you should see it in the valley where they, and then they tar all the seams. Yeah. See, now this just over, looks like it just overlapped. And then it they does. Okay. But you think about it, that's there's four layers in that valley. Right. Yeah, because this layer looks like it just came across. And yes. then this layer, they went over and passed it, and then yes. they tarred it in. Right. But again, you basically in that valley, there's four layers now. So odds of water ever getting through that valley, I go slim to none, but I never want to piss off Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> so then this is venting? Nope. That is actually just the support for the ridge cap for the tile. It's those are all mortared and sitting on top of those. So they run the screws into that for the ridge cap and then okay. they mortar in the joints. Got it. So again, we're building to 175 mile an hour winds. So if you have that kind of wind driven rain, it's going to get up underneath that tile, no problem. Sure. So but with by doing, by doing the two ply roof system like this and having it documented, um, it almost makes your insurance half. Wow. And it, you know, and the cost is an extra maybe $3,000 up front for construction. But when you can cut your insurance in half every year. Yeah, you get that money back. I'm a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. So they they also have other products that are just, it's almost like Tyvek or Tipar, eight-foot-wide rolls that they kind of just roll out and they hammer tack it down. Um, but those Yeah, are I've seen that. And then um, I know in some areas they'll even accept... Um, the plywood that has the membrane on it, not using a brand name. Okay, yep. And then they tape over the seams. Correct. Yeah, I, I would never do that. Because it's still, and again, it's still an OSB product, you know, orientated strand board. Yep. 
roofing nails, all the nails are making penetrations. And I just don't trust that that stuff's going to live up to what they say it is. Hopefully they prove me wrong because I see it getting used everywhere. Yeah, no, and we use it on walls. We've never used it on the roof. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, they use it on roofs a lot down here. Yeah. Um, so I far, we haven't had any issues with it. You know, we've, we, you throw it in a mud puddle and at the end, no, of the I get that, pick it up it's, and it's fun. Over, overdriven nails have been the biggest issue. And I know I've seen on YouTube where they have their thing saying, oh, no, it's fine. But the companies that are going to tell you, oh, yeah, you're right. It's a problem. So I just say just be careful when you use it. Just do it right. Right. Don't overdrive the nails is the big thing. And right. So on. But I digress. So those are your roof membranes. So really, your roofing product doesn't really matter whether it's shingle, tile, metal, metal right. paint. Doesn't well, matter. Those are all decorative. Yep. This part is decorative. This underneath here is what's doing all the work. And in this particular one, you would have your tie par, I mean, your, uh, your, yeah, your felt, felt whatever is filling <clears throat> in this area here. If you have the ice and water shield, if you're up north. If you're in an area where you don't have any ice damming issues, you won't have any ice and water shield. No, just straight 30 pound would be fine. Yep. Yeah. Even when we did cedar roofs, cedar strip or cedar shake roofs, use 30 pound felt, 12 inch rolls, and you put a layer after every row of, of uh, shakes. Right. Yeah. So basically, because think about it, what's a hand split shake? Is that going to be waterproof? <laughs> no. Not a, chance, not a chance in hell, right? It's, no. it's a lot of 30 pound felt. So. No, that's it. So Jacqueline, when you watch this, yes, you are correct. Um, or your your roofer's okay. The synthetic is all fine and dandy, but 30 pound felt's been around for a long, long time. And I think it'll outlive your decorative portion, your shingle or whatever. Yep. Yep. It, usually when we're ripping up a roof, that that the the 30 pound felt underneath it is absolutely fine. Right. And all those nails are going to seal up around that, which can't happen with uh, a lot of the synthetics. There's no rubber base to them. Right. So unless it's like a base sheet cap sheet, like what Rich is talking about, because those nails will seal around those. Um, you know, if it's if it's just the paper, I don't know that I would mess with it and just stick with your 30 pound felt. And he's doing uh, two layers, too. So that's even better. Right. All right, let's uh, stop the share. If you've got any questions, uh, we both like answering the, the emails and, and helping people out. We don't have a dog in the hunt, so we're just going to give you our honest opinion. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you, that's what you're going to get. So right. um, I think uh, other than that, I'll say keep it square and level. Till next time. Until next time. Until next time.